This is a Willits Point Shea Stadium bound 7 express train. The next and last stop is Willits Point Shea Stadium. Yes, it is the Subway to Shea podcast. Anthony Rivera here with you talking about all the news and happenings surrounding that team from Queens, the New York Mets. You can follow the show on Twitter at Subway to Shea. Listen and subscribe to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Casts. Turn on those notifications to never miss an episode of Subway to Shea. Please also take a few minutes to write me a review and let me know what you think of the show, what you like, what you don't like. I want to make this show better each and every week for you Met fans out there. So by going on Apple Podcasts, you can rate the show from one to five stars. Hopefully you're giving me five stars. And you can leave a few comments in the review section. It only helps this show continue to grow each and every week. So I really would love to see your comments and I appreciate each and every one of you. If you're a new listener to the podcast, thanks for joining us. And if you're already a fan of the show, thanks for your continued support. I also wanted to thank you for hanging in there with me for the past week. I needed a break, not just from baseball, but from everything, so I took a vacation last week. I checked in on the games here and there, and I even talked with you guys a little bit, but it was a much-needed break, especially with how the team finished against the West Coast teams. I'm sure glad that that string of games is over. I'm just as glad as you are. Now, we can move on with this week's show. You would think that I would be able to start off this show on a positive note. Talk about the great ceremony for Jerry Kuzman's number retirement. Or even winning the first series in a while as the Mets took two out of three from the Nationals. But no, we start off this show with comments made by Javi Baez after the game on Sunday in which they won. It was a series clincher against the Nationals, winning two out of three. They should have swept them since the Nationals are this bad, but they only took two out of three. Now, during... This game, while the Mets were scoring runs, Javi Baez hit a two-run home run, you know, Lindor got on base, Kevin Pillar also, and while these guys are getting on base, getting hit, scoring runs, we see the gesture of the thumbs being thrown down. Now, after the game was over, Javi Baez had to explain what that meant, and he said, when we don't get success, we're going to get booed. So the fans are going to get booed when we get success. He went on to say, I love the fans, but we can't have our fans against us. They've got to be better. And that was directed toward the Mets fan base. Now, there's a lot to unpack here. Let me start off by saying, I don't ever boo my team, especially when I go to games. Now, I'm not making myself out to be this high and mighty Met fan. I get frustrated during the game when they are struggling and not winning. And you've all seen that on Twitter. But once the game is over, I'm pretty much over it and ready to move on to the next game the next day. That's just my personal take. Now, I don't and I never will lecture fans and tell them not to boo. If you boo, 
That's your prerogative. You have every right to do that if you feel so. I know a lot of this is escapism. When you go to see a Mets game, watch it on TV, it's a time to get away from, you know, the nine to five job and troubles that are going on maybe. It's a way to relax and enjoy yourself, a hobby, you know, for you and as for me as well. And when we go to games, we're spending a lot of money to see a good product on the field. You know, you spend money for parking, the tickets, uh, food, and it adds up, especially when you have a big family. It could add up. And we go to see a good product. And as of late, we haven't seen that. The only problem I have is when fans use social media to attack these players and their families personally. I think that's unacceptable. But when you're at the game and the offense the way it has been playing which has been terrible throughout this entire season not just for a little stretch this is a full almost a full season where this offense has been terrible if you want to boo do you but don't be surprised that these players now retaliate in which Baez did I do think Baez could have answered this way better maybe he should have said we are embracing the boos we've been getting and are now turning it into a rallying cry using that as fuel to get better Maybe he should have said something like that. Even lie about the reason. But the answer that he gave has set him up for criticism for the rest of the season. And he's also given the media an opening for constant criticism. They will drive this home until the end of the season. Look at the headlines from the New York Daily News. In bold, it said, Mets go to hell fans. That's not what was said. Or even a Mike Vaccaro from the New York Post. The Mets are declaring war. Like, I'm not a fan of what Baez said, just like a lot of you aren't. But it's not even close to what the media projected in these headlines. And now they're having a field day with it. And you saw this in the making. Every time they would ask Francisco Lindor about being booed, and he kept answering and not moving on from the subject. Every couple of games, he would, even when he did well, he would talk about the booing. And I started to get worried of his press conferences. The media kept poking the bear every so often to try and get a story, and now they finally got it. With the narratives now that they have, they've got it. Someone needs to nip this in the bud, and quickly. Whether it's Steve Cohen, Sandy Alderson, or Luis Rojas, someone needs to say that they will not be answering questions on this subject anymore. Because guess what? We know the answer. How do you feel about being booed? It's how anyone would feel about being booed. We knew the answer before this team suited up for this year. We've known the answer for forever. Every player that has suited up for the Mets, that has suited up for New York teams, heck, that's suited up in any sport, knows the answer. It sucks to get booed. And the media is looking to sensationalize it because the Mets are an easy target. And this organization makes it easy to be targeted. Baez made it easy to be targeted with that answer. It seems like the bad aura from the Wilpons days hasn't been completely cleansed. And right now, I don't know how long it will take to cleanse this team. This whole time, following Steve Cohen's taking over control of the team, where they couldn't find an executive, no one would allow them to talk to executives. Then they hire the GM. He gets fired because of sexual harassment. Then they got to bring in the assistant GM to be the acting GM. Then they, the celebration of the World Series and spring training. And then, you know, they couldn't start off with, you know, the whole COVID issue with the Nationals and the weather. And it, it, it was just been a mess all season. Then they're in first place for 90 days where they could have really taken control of a week at least. 
They didn't do that. And then in a span of two weeks, they go from being four games up to now being seven and a half games out in two weeks. And to me, which is probably one of the worst Augusts since that fateful 2002 season where I think they went, what was it, uh, 6-21 and 21 or 9-21? and 21? I can't remember the record, but it was one of the worst times in Mets history. They were awful. They were 6-21. and 21. And this is pretty much close to being up there. And the problem is, you know, the fans are frustrated. And I'm sure the Mets know this. They're frustrated as well. The difference is, they get to enjoy their contracts and all the money that they've been getting. You know, the Met fans are coming in, they're paying for the tickets, so I can understand where the fans are upset. Like I said, I don't personally boo my own team. I'll boo players from the other teams. I'll boo the Utleys and the, um, you know, the, the, the all the Braves. I'll boo all them. I'll boo all the Phillies and the Harpers of the world. I'll do all of that. But I don't really find it right to boo your own team. But I'm not going to tell you not to. You're frustrated, and I get it. This team has been awful this month. They could have ran away with the NL East, and they let it slip by them. And then you have Javi Baez, who's been here for less than a month and has played less than maybe 15 games coming out saying this. I mean, maybe if someone else came out and said it, it'd be a little different. But then you got Pete Alonso telling all of us, relax, they got this. What do they got? They got swept by the Phillies. They've had an awful August. I know he's trying to play damage control, and Luis Rojas is trying to play damage control. But then from that, you go to what Javi Baez said, and it didn't go too well over with Sandy Alderson, who was very frustrated about what was said. He said, these comments and any gestures by Javi Baez or other players with a similar intent are totally unacceptable and will not be tolerated. Met fans are loyal, passionate, knowledgeable, and more than willing to express themselves. We love them for every one of these qualities. He also went on to say, The Mets will not tolerate any player gesture that is unprofessional in its meaning or is directed in a negative way towards our fans. I will be meeting with our players and staff to convey this message directly. I don't know what he's going to say, but um, I know originally I thought, Good job. Kudos to Sandy Alderson for saying this. But then thinking about it, do you really want also now, a, you already have a divide now between the players and the fans. Do you really want to now a divide between the ownership and front office and the players? This is a mess at the moment. Steve Cohen kind of doubled down a little bit on what Sandy Alderson said as I bring in this up real quick for you. Steve Cohen went on to say, these are young guys, and sometimes we forget that they are on a public stage and can make mistakes. They hit the third rail, though, by messing with fans, and it is unacceptable. Hopefully, this is a teaching moment, and they will learn from this. Hopefully, Sandy and Steve, like I said earlier, hopefully they can nip this in the bud, especially with Luis Rojas. They need to get through this like they did this raccoon gate, whatever, uh, you know, and the whole Donnie Stevenson. They need to push past this. And I don't know how they're going to do it at the moment. We're going to get to that in a few minutes. Uh, Paul LaDuca had some interesting comments, and I posted what he said on my Twitter. He went on to 
say that, you know, people get mad at me. In 2006, we won 10 games in a row on the road and set a Met record and came home and got blown out by the Pirates who were in last place. We got booed off the field. I'll laugh because Met Nation is so passionate. Get it or go home. I'm sorry. So he's with the fans on this. There you have it. Not everyone agrees with what Baez did. Especially some of the old school players. They're not agreeing with what has went down. So where do we go from here? We can't have this for the rest of the season where the Mets are against the fans. They're against the ownership. Obviously, they're against the media. So what happens here? Should the fans embrace the thumbs down? Should we all embrace this and just go with it as the new Churv sign? Or is Javi Baez going to get booed? At first, I thought maybe they will embrace it. But hearing a lot of Mets fans, they're frustrated. You guys are frustrated over this. So maybe Javi Baez does get booed. You know, this was not a, a trade that a lot of Met fans wanted. You know, the Mets needed pitching, and they did need hitting, but they didn't need another person to be striking out so much. They already have enough of that. And they didn't do enough during the deadline. And then they also traded their top, one of their top outfield picks for Javi Baez. Is this the last straw for Javi Baez? Is he done? Are you done with him? Do you not want to resign him? That's another question to come into play. Obviously, Robinson Cano's coming back. We don't know what the Mets are going to do with him. You ha- always have Jeff McNeil who can play second. So what happens here? Also, do Met fans care about him and Francisco Lindor playing together? And what does Francisco Lindor have to do with all of this? You know, we've talked about it. This whole season, he was upset that he was getting booed. Is there an issue with Francisco Lindor? Because if there is, they need to fix this because he is here for another 10, 11 years. Baez can go bye-bye, but Lindor is here. To me, the best way to fix this, and I'm pretty sure you all agree with me, is you just win. Win some games here. Put on a winning streak. The reason why this Met team is getting booed so much is because we all had high expectations for this offense. The pitching came to play. The starters, although they had a little dip during the return from the All-Star break, they have been phenomenal this year in what we've had to deal with with all the injuries. DeGrom was great. Stroman has been very, very good. Carrasco had a very improving and uh, inspiring start the last time out. Taiwan Walker had a great first half, struggled a little bit, but now he's coming back into form. And a season from a rookie, Tyler McGill, has been wonderful. He's been a blessing. The bullpen, they've been outstanding. It's the offense that's been killing us. If they would have scored a few more runs here and there, things might be different. They might be running away with this division already. But the Lindors and the Baez, and let's not forget about Michael Conforto because he's done pretty much absolutely nothing besides hitting that three-run home run the other night. But he's been nowhere to be seen. Jeff McNeil, I don't even know what's happened to him. Dom Smith has been struggling all season. The only ones on offense that have really been doing something has been Pete Alonzo and Brandon Nimmo. They've been the only ones contributing. And Jonathan VR too. We'll give Jonathan VR some credit there too because he's been doing pretty well. But like LaDuca said, this is a town where you win and this town is going to love you. Look at Wilmer Flores. Look at Curtis Granderson. They never put up the greatest numbers, but they were beloved by the Med fan base because they played well. How about that? those guys from the 69 team? There were some that didn't bat very well, but those guys were beloved. They won a championship. They're legendary here. 
the Mets players, I feel, have to somehow get over this and move on because this will never change. This has been like this forever. And it doesn't, it's not just the Mets. It's all of New York sports. New York sports might be the hardest, but they do this everywhere. There's booing everywhere. It's a part of sports. It's part of the fabric of sports. Now, like I said, I am not going to boo my own team, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. You have every right to have your own opinion. So if you feel the need to boo, then do you. But this situation looks like it's far from over and it stinks that it had to happen during the day off because we don't have a Met game tonight to maybe move past this. We have to sulk in this for a day and then hope that the Mets can take care of business against the Marlins this week because the Marlins are one of the worst teams in baseball. Can they get themselves back into playoff contention as the Braves go to play the Dodgers? I hope so. And... Javi Baez better be careful because just because he said those things, booing is not going to end. So they're going to need to find a way to move past this. And we're going to need to find a way to, you know, support this team through wins. Because that's what's going to take. Wins. Now, I don't want to continue to gloat on this. I'm pretty sure you've heard it everywhere already today. So let's get into some good news. We talked about wins. We talked about the 69 team. How about... Jerry Kuzman's number 36 being retired this past weekend. What a great ceremony. Great video packages put together by the Mets. You got to see Ed Cranepool there. You got to see Art Shamsky there. It was just a great time. Mike Piazza, he was there. Wayne Garrett, he was there. And obviously Jerry Kuzman's family. It's about time. Jerry's deserved this. He's always been the kind of, I don't want to say the sidekick, but the, I guess the 1A or 1B to Tom Seaver, who was the ace of the team. And he was that ace on the lefty side. It's about time that his number gets retired. And he had one heck of a career as a New York Met. For his career as a Met, he was 140 wins, 137 losses, and a 3.09 ERA. His best season came in 1976 when he went 21 and 10 with a 2.69 ERA. Also made the All-Star team twice for the Mets in 68 and 69. In 68 he was 19 and 12 with a 2.08 ERA and then in 69 in the World Championship year he went 17 and 9 with a 2.28 ERA. Kuzman was great and then big time Big time, big time, big time pitcher in the postseason. As we all remember that lasting image of him jumping into Jerry Grody's hand in Game 5 of the World Series in 1969. For three years, he got to play in the postseason. 69, 73, and 83. But looking back for the Mets, he was 4-0 in the postseason, 3-0 in the World Series, with a 2.39 ERA, so he was clutch, very, very clutch in the playoffs, and he has gotten that great honor of having his number retired, along with his partner in crime, Tom Seaver, and Mike Piazza, who got his number retired just a few years ago. Now, looking at who's next, who should have their number retired next for the Mets? Well, there's a couple of 86 guys that should be up in there, Keith Hernandez, obviously one of them. Gary Carter, they are the, you know, guys that got that 86 team over the hump. 
Those are two names possible. Obviously, Doc Gooden, Daryl Strawberry, possible. But before they get their number retired, I think David Wright would get his number retired. If I, if I had to go by this, I would think it would be Hernandez, Carter, Wright, then Doc and Daryl. Because David was with this team his whole career. I know he didn't win a World Series. He got to go to one and went to two playoff appearances. But with all the issues that Doc and Daryl had, I don't know if it's enough to put them over David. It's possible. Hopefully all of them get their numbers retired. But we will see. My final thoughts before this train leaves the station. Noah Syndergaard was scratched from his latest rehab start. He tested positive for COVID-19. Which probably means if we do see him this year, it will probably be in the last two weeks of the season to add insult to injury he tested positive on his birthday which is rough for Noah Syndergaard so we might not see him at all this season and if we do it might be the last two weeks but uh, another setback for Noah Syndergaard and Wednesday will be Howie Rose's last game for the season as he will be having surgery on a personal medical issue Howie is one of the best in the booth on that radio broadcast and he does he's done tv as well when i was a kid he was doing a lot of tv for the mets on uh, fox sports new york and uh we wish him nothing but the best in health and happiness we know he will come back strong next season good luck and god bless you howie new york post andrew marshan reported that wcbs will have wayne randazzo move into rose's lead spot teaming him with eddie coleman for the bulk of the rest of the season wcbs will We'll also have some special guest analysts, including Terry Collins, Jerry Blevins, and Lee Mazzilli. Now, before we wrap up this show, please take a few minutes to write me a review. Let me know what you think of the show, what you like, what you don't like. I want to make this show better each and every week for you Med fans out there. So by going on Apple Podcasts, you can rate the show from one to five stars. Hopefully you give me five stars and you can leave a comment in the review section. Follow Subway to Shay on Twitter at Subway to Shay. Listen and subscribe to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. Turn on those notifications to never miss an episode of Subway to Shay. If you're a new listener to this podcast, again, I gotta thank you for joining us this week. And if you're already a fan who's been listening throughout the season, I thank you for your continued support. You can also find Subway to Shay on YouTube. This podcast is available on the HSP Network. Catch me alongside the flagship podcast, the High Spot Podcast, which covers all things professional wrestling. Just search High Spot Podcast on YouTube or youtube.com slash highspotpodcast and make sure to subscribe today. Well, that will do it for this week's podcast. Always remember to listen, subscribe, share, and review. For Anthony Rivera, you've been listening to Subway to Shea. Let's go Mets.